Even in death, you're still children of Thanos. And I was just like, oh my god, what a twisted dark priest. We go up, um, Squidward takes. We, we can't <laughs> I'm stop. I'm never going to get used to that. We, it's yeah, so we, funny. His, his real name's like Alpha Matter or something like what that. Is or, or, uh, who's Squidward? Squidward. <laughs> Squidward. Just go back to Thanos. It was actually Squidward. The wrinkly old, the wrinkly old villain. He gets uh, sucked out into space a little bit. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. This, yeah, the telekinetic one. Yeah, the, this, I thought this he was dude, badass. Yes. Yeah. That, was, that was one of my favorites. The Black Order. What are their names? Ebony Maw. Ebony Maw. Ebony Maw. He was the most unlikable. He was great. You didn't like him? He was him? so unlikable. No, like him. as a villain, though, he was wicked. Un All right, how do I word he this? He had great hateability. Yes. True. All right. Yeah, that's a weird way to word this. He was just like he a was so. <laughs> so was was like Thanos was so unlikable, but like I mean that is such a compliment. Oh, I love Thanos. That's what I mean. But he was like he was a hero you wanted dead. I mean a villain you wanted dead so quickly. Thanos, you think? I, I wanted to watch Thanos and see what he. I want to like I. No, you're talking about Ma. You want him dead like. You want I want Ma. Maud, I wanted him dead the second he spoke. Yeah. Like I loved him yeah. as a character. Don't get me wrong. I just thought like as a villain. Anybody, any so anybody. I love when he was like, even in death, you're still children of Thanos, and I was just like, oh my god, what a twisted dark priest. <laughs> oh, um, he was vital. But he yeah. ends up, uh, you know, uh, Doctor Strange has the time Infinity Stone. Mm. Can't get it; it's protected by a spell. He goes, I'll rip it off your corpse. Goes back. Um, the the his cloak tries saving him. They bring him up to the ship. And uh, Spider-Man ends up going on the ship. Oh, can we talk about real quick? Uh, this is my 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 real gripe with the movie, um, or one of them. Mm -hmm. I hate the nanotech visually. The Iron Man suit. Yeah. Yeah, it, it looks. Um, it's not bulky enough. It's not intimidating. I don't so, mind. Yeah, it was pretty light. I don't. Yeah, I know what you mind. mean. So basically. They did the same exact thing in Transformers, where Hold watching, we're, back to this. we're not, I'm not going to talk about Transformers, I'm going to talk about something that I liked about Transformers. <laughs> yeah. And what I liked Mocky about Transformers Mock. was the, um, the transforming sequences and their sound design in the first movie, which were amazing. And in, a, in, in the fourth Transformers movie, they go from this really cool chin, 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 transforming kind of like, like, uh, you know, robotic style to them just going and morphing yeah. like they're all just these nanobots inside, which is just so visually boring to me. I don't like it's just so visually boring. And when Tony Stark comes up and he kind of pulls the strings on his jacket, I was like, a new transforming sequence is gonna be so cool. And it wasn't, it was lame. It was just <laughs> and it just gets created around I, it. I would prefer some reggaeton music personally. Some wait, what? <laughs> Transformers to reggaeton music. I miss like the impractical like like he pushes a button and then like a missile just like comes oh, from like yeah. across the country and just lands on him and is like, I'm Iron Man now. I mean like, it's so cool, like his um so in Iron Man 1, he has great transforming sequence for the first time, and his mm -hmm. helmet gets built around him, but not nano-y, like an actual helmet. And then oh, mechanically. everyone's yeah. going to say that obviously Iron Man 2 is, you know, everyone thought that that was kind of a low point for Marvel. He has one of the coolest transforming sequences in that when he takes the suitcase and he steps on it and he goes, chin, 
and it goes da 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 Oh, like, yeah. That transforming sequence was so fun. Compare it to this. So, mm-hmm. li- like... What about later later on when he's fighting, um, I, think it was, I think it was Thanos he was fighting he's, when he... His, and it kept reforming. That I thought was really cool. I'm not saying I don't like its features. He has mm-hmm. a lot of really cool features. Like, he made, like, a giant hammer at mm-hmm. one point when he was trying to catch the ship. His, um, both of his, uh, one rockets on his legs combined into oh, one yeah. super rocket, which was really cool. He's got a lot of really cool tech. He, he used, uh, he shot something at Thanos that made him from closing his hand. He did something with his foot that made it like, like, uh, like attach itself to the ground and just got this like big boot and kicked Thanos in the face. And that's when he went, all that for a drop of blood. And, uh, and like, there was a lot of really cool things that he could do with this nanotech. And I think it serves a purpose of something that was actually wrong, where if something does break, the nanos went... And created it another way. And it was really cool. You guys like that? It's yeah. a really good sound. It's pretty good. Um, I think you should do the uh, sound design. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a keen ear for sound design. And um, but yeah, I thought that was cool. It's just it's just visually. I thought the transforming sequences of Iron Man are hands down the coolest parts of those movies because it's just so badass looking. Mm-hmm. And they traded it for the... <laughs> and I, and I, I just... I just think it is. I think it's just such a step backwards from how cool Iron Man. I think that's like truly not even remotely the point of this movie, though. What? Like how Hulk has his special suit, how Iron Man transforms, how any of these people do their their skills. I don't think that was like at all their goal with this movie. Definitely not. So it is a downgrade, nonetheless. Yeah, I I don't think it's a downgrade because I don't think it's what our eyes were keen to looking at. It's what you were keen to looking at. I mean, he's seen at. all the movies, so he's naturally going to have I guess it's fair, but he might be the only one that might think that way. No. Me and every other Marvel fanboy right. ever. There's really? So Which Marvel is 90% of I truly haven't movies. seen that gripe anyway. I get the same way about X-Men. Yeah. So I, I know. X-Men, yeah. I mean, think of it this way. I mean, I mean X-Men Origins, Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then those going that to Logan. Those claws. Oh, yeah. You, like, cuts the radiator. Terrible. Those yeah. claws look terrible. Oh, and in my the God. First, like, how many years prior did the claws look way better and way more real than, mm. than that's you know? Tr- I think that's morally true because cause the way that X-Men downgraded, and I remember that, that gripe because I wasn't just, like, a niche little community gripe. Truly everyone that watched that movie was like, yeah. what did you just do? Mm. I, I think that's Derek because it, it affected the, the movie. It, it truly game, affected though. what happened. Yeah. I don't think Iron Man trans... What? Fun video game. X-Men Origins. Why would you buy that? It was so Wait, good. for GameCube? I... No. What the hell was that for? Uh, anyways. Who cares? I don't know. This is kind of important to me. I'll look it up later. I, well, um, <laughs> Die alone on that, that hill. I also think that Iron Man, the nanotech, it was the fakest looking Iron Man we've ever seen. Well, he see, was clearly not there. He it, was CGI. He doesn't look like that in that Iron Man true. 1, 2, or 3. Definitely my least favorite Iron Man visually. What really got me, though, was the cape taking Doctor Strange for mm. a ride through town. Uh, yeah. Just like going through like saving him like that looked i mean that's got to be pretty hard to create digitally but that looked pretty fake to me just yeah you know this red cloth flying <laughs> through new york is new york right yeah yeah all um, of these heroes really really uh coincidentally and uh <laughs> just live within a couple just, blocks of oh, one another yeah um but yeah, so it is New York. They end up getting on the ship. 
Um, Mark Ruffalo was like, I'm gonna make a call because he found the phone that uh, Cap left Tony Stark at the end of Civil War. He had it, almost made the call, couldn't bring himself to do it um, because that's when he was like, hey, uh, are you moving your hair right now? And he goes, not the moment. Yeah, um, and then he goes, he found it on the ground, very conveniently found it on the ground, and he goes, I'm going to make a call. And he goes, okay, I need to protect the temple. Wong's gone, we don't see him for the rest of the That movie. was really funny, by the way, because you never really know, like, you never catch up with people after, mm. like, scenes change. So it was yeah. kind of funny just seeing, like, Mark Ruffalo and, um, uh, I forget his name. Wong. Wong. Um, just like, all right. See ya. <laughs> See ya. Uh, and he just yeah. jumps in. I gotta defend the sanctuary. It's <laughs> yeah. unprotected. Um, I didn't get that at all. Why is the sanctuary? What is the sanctuary? It's, it's just it's protected by a spell. People can't see it or know about it. But oh. it's it's basically it's where they protect the uh, the time infinity stone. But it was and gone. Also a bunch of it is gone. But it's also house houses a bunch of other sacred magical artifacts. Oh, okay. Doctor Strange introduces magic into the MCU. That's yep. why they keep calling him a wizard. He's like actually a wizard. Yep. So everyone there, you could you could see that Wong also had the same type of powers that exactly, he did. Exactly, yeah. So other people there also have those powers. So they're they're all kind of kind of like a Green Lantern deal where like yeah, yeah. Green Lantern had these powers, but he comes from a whole planet of people that have these powers. Mm -hmm. Um so they are they I mean exactly what Doctor Strange said. He goes, what is it that you do exactly? And he goes, uh, protecting your reality, douchebag. Um, and that's, <laughs> so good. That's, that's so what good. It is. They were a great duality. I was pretty uh, perplexed that Tony Stark didn't make a, uh, a goatee reference. He goes, why, what are you, why are you trying to copy my goatee? <laughs> and and uh, But anyway, we're up on the ship. Mm -hmm. Spider-Man follows along. Iron Man goes, all right, eject whatever number it was. Hits him just in the nick of time. It's the Iron Spider suit. Um, he tries to parachute him off, but he ends up... Which I thought was on. great. Yeah. I didn't want Spider-Man to leave, and I thought that's what they were going to do. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it sounds really, like, simple, you know. Oh, he, we thought he left, but he's actually still here. Yeah. They could have had him never be seen again in that movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very easily. Um, and I'm very happy they kept him for as long as he they was... did. He was such a good supporting character. He yeah. works so much better in as just like a, a little additive to quip around with. And I love the father-son dynamic that um, that they have. That's another one of the thing about this movie that I, I think uh, is a gripe where... Uh, I feel like I'm talking about a lot of gripes. I love the movie. Like, I loved it so much. But it's brutally honest, so we got to be brutally honest. Um, <laughs> Tell me more about Iron Man, buddy. What? No, it's a joke. All right. He just went, <laughs> just went neck deep on his You're seat. really excited. No, I'm He's really like, no, excited. I will, I will. This movie um, routinely undercuts emotionally heavy moments with jokes. And I know it's the Marvel formula, and I know that it is funny. I don't think the jokes fall flat. I think they are funny, but I want them to be vulnerable. And there's a couple mm -hmm. moments in this movie where they don't do that, and I really appreciated it. But... My gripe is that it doesn't need to be that way because there is plenty of humor that isn't undercutting emotionally heavy moments with jokes. Um, the banter between, you know, Doctor Strange and Tony Stark or Tony Stark yeah. and Spider-Man, I think all that is very, very funny and it just is funny. The the stuff with Guardians of the Galaxy and, and Star-Lord versus Thor being like, you will not, you will not do that. And they're like, are you making your voice deeper? Like, all of that is really, really funny without taking away any of the emotional weight to it. And... Um, I just think there's a sufficient enough 
there's a sufficient amount of humor in this movie to not need to do things like that. I would say like like whoever cast Batista as Drax, yep. gold. <laughs> he yeah. says gold. one of my so, so I'm so cried. happy you brought Dax up because like he says one of my favorite lines and I found this where uh, Peters is like I'm gonna ask you one time where is Gamora and Stark's like I'll do you one better who is Gamora and then he just goes I'll do you one better why is Gamora yeah. and it's the funniest okay. line I've heard it's so unnecessary I, I, that was a fun it. that was a fun little accent you put on Drax there yeah, I, I remember what he sounds like he doesn't have an accent I'll tell you that <laughs> speaking of accents thought he did whoops Scarlet Witch <laughs> Dropped her accent completely for this movie. I don't know if anyone caught that. Yeah, She's Russian. No. She just dropped it. Well, like how, many the years, actress, well how many years was she not in Russia then from this point, though? I saw this point uh, brought up on Reddit a few times because that was a lot of people's gripes. Like, why did she lose her accent? Where did it go? Well, uh, she know, is Magneto's like... daughter, right? She's sorry? She is Magneto's daughter. In right? theory. In yes. theory. So, I mean, why would she be Russian? Well, from the I first guess. place, I established in accent. Age of Ultron, Russian accent. Mm. She was a huge part of Civil War, Russian accent. And people could be like, yeah, she could have lost her Russian accent. I'm like, yeah, she was in Scotland for three years. Why is, why is she not talking <laughs> like this? Like, you know what I mean? Like, she hasn't been in America. She's been with Vision for a couple of years in mm. Scotland. So, Which, what a baby. Vision is such a baby in this movie. Mean? I don't know who Vision is, actually. He's uh, the guy with the... No, well, no, I, know, I, I don't know who he... Who, I don't know who Oh, you didn't see Age of Ultron. Oh, right. he, he's... Jesus Christ, man. He's Jarvis, ah. basically. <laughs> he's, you remember Jarvis? Jar- inside Tony's suit. He's like, Jarvis, Tony, yeah, he was yeah. the one who talked to him. He's a, like a personified version of Jarvis, uh, okay. Ultron, and the Mind Stone. Okay. What was so, I angry about? Oh, yeah, Vision was like borderline <laughs> useless in this movie. I mean, yeah, I guess. I feel like Scarlet Witch was just saving him like left and right. And, you know. Well, I feel like he got injured like almost fatally within the first seconds of him being in that movie and then it happens again like we're not really there yet but stabbed like eight times in the movie yeah Yeah. i feel like he's just never up to his full potential just because from the very get-go if you i mean if you haven't seen civil have you seen civil war no okay if if, um (laughs) civil war and um age of ultron he is incredibly powerful like he could literally stand there and get hit with a Mack truck and he wouldn't move and the Mack truck would just explode around him like mm. he's an indestructible beam shooting yeah, yeah. i don't know he like, could phase through things too yes i don't know why outrunning that little elf guy was like so hard for him this he could is literally... the thing about it's... making your characters too powerful is because you're just like why doesn't remember that power that scarlet witch has where she can like make people see things mm, they yep. just forgot about that and just made yeah. it telekinetic because she's too powerful when yeah. vision got stabbed the first time he was like oh wow why is this why am i injured yeah. was there was there something special in the in the weapon or the character yeah, that. he said, I want to say, this isn't supposed to be possible. He did say something like yeah. that. And now that you bring it up, I don't think they ever alluded to a reason as to why these spears were so powerful. Yeah, they never they never went into it. But I think the idea was that there is something there, but they never told us. Yeah. That is one flaw that I was oh, like, I just didn't get. They did mention that he was learning more about being human and like kind I mean, of... It was evident. Yeah, because he, he was human. He has skin and he has never looked like that in any other movie. Yeah, being an actual human. Yeah, he's so always looked the way Vision looks. Maybe, so you think maybe some... he's caught off guard. 
he might have been. He was definitely caught off guard. Like while he was human, and maybe that had something to do with it. Maybe he's in some weird way starting to feel pain. I guess maybe because he's. Can I get really soft? Oh. Yes. He's becoming more human because he's falling in love. He doesn't. No, that's lame. That's lame. (laughs) Well, they alluded to it in Civil War when they were like, he was like, I became distracted. No, I didn't know that was possible. And then it's just like, he's falling in love with Scarlet Witch. And then here, it even, I mean, they even symbolically tell you, he's becoming more human because he's involved inside well, of a human all... relationship, feeling human emotions. Yeah. yeah. He also specifically says, I, I forget her lines, but he says to Scarlet, he's like, you could never hurt me, I only feel you. And it's mm. just like, oh, oh boy, rip. <laughs> rip, foreshadow of this guy's fading death. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was doomed from the start. <laughs> um, so on the ship. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> On the ship, we have um, Spider-Man makes his makes his appearance. He uh, well, uh, Tony Tony Stark. Tony Stark goes, uh, "Wow, you are one loyal piece of fabric." And Spider-Man goes, "Uh, "Speaking of loyal," and he goes, "What are you doing here?" And they get in this great little. He's like, "It's your fault that I'm here because the suit's so intuitive." And he goes, "Oh no, I take that back. I'm sorry." And it's it's so great. And then um, he's like, "Well, what's the plan?" And he goes, "Okay, have you seen that really old movie?" Alien, and um, that was beautiful. They do the He's same. A, oh. oh, it's funny. I like that you guys disagree on that. Um, oh. But yeah, go ahead, Evan. Oh no, I I, just, I I liked it, and I liked it furthermore when when Mantis comes in and he's like. Uh, don't lay your eggs inside me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> please, please, please. Yeah. Um, I think it's great. He's a nerd. Yeah. And I, I also loved it when they were just like, Footloose, it's the greatest movie ever made. And and, and he goes, yeah, it never was. And it just, like, how great would it be if Peter Parker was like us? And he was just like, the character development in that story. Like, like how great would it be if he was actually a, a super nerdy film, <laughs> film nerd? And that's yeah. why he's naming all these movies off. Does it bother you because this all shouldn't have occurred in present time and... It generally occurred in comics way before any of these movies came out. No, honestly, I, oh, I, I never looked at I that I think way. the Alien one isn't as bad as the one in Civil War where he's like, remember the movie uh, Empire? You know, the one with the empires and they strike back? Like, it's he Star Wars. Um, I do agree if he was a film nerd, he, I haven't seen the movie, but if he was a film nerd, he wouldn't be mispronouncing the name of the movie. Yeah. Wait, but, wait does he mispronounce the name of the movie? No, no, he doesn't. That was just me being a jerk. Did you just um, say you've never seen Empire Strikes Back? No, 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 no. Oh, I, okay. I was saying that I never seen Bobby. Civil War. Civil War. Oh, okay. Where the reference was made. I have like, never seen a Star Wars movie. <laughs> Point you me. need to see <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. Then it, I've seen the first few Star Wars and then none of the new ones. What, like Force Awakens or The Last Jedi? Yeah. I've only seen Clone Wars. I've never seen a Star Um, Wars movie. Ever. Any of them. Ever. Unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. (laughs) All these people right now. Um, I I don't know if it's about you, but (laughs) fantasy, science fiction, superhero movies, like, they are the reason why I got into film in the first place. Because you get a couple of really good ones, and then the rest of them kind of suck. And you're like, I kind of have a thirst for good movies now. And then you get into other genres that have a more, that aren't so formulaic and whatever it is. But they free Doctor Strange after he was being tortured with with with, uh, icicles. Needles, yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Acupuncture. Like he he referred to them as like surgical, like they can cut with surgical precision mm. or something like that. They're used for surgical precision. I thought it which was, I don't know why. Visually, I thought it was cool. Like all crystal around him. I thought it was neat. Yeah. Um, 
And then they have this great, uh, again, just funny dialogue, not undercutting certain moments. They have this great dialogue, and he's like, I'm sorry, I'm confused as to the relationship here. Is he your ward? And, and I was like, this is really good right now. And, and, and Spider-Man goes, hi, I'm Peter, by the way. And he goes, Doctor Strange. He goes, oh, we're using made-up names. <laughs> I'm Spider-Man, then. And, and I was, was just beautiful. like, oh, my God, this is so good. And yeah. uh, I saw it with my girlfriend, and my girlfriend was dying at that part. She really liked Spider-Man's her favorite. Um, and then you get this great moment, and, and uh, he was like, I just saved your magical ass. And he was like, what, by almost you know, letting me drown into space? And he goes, I really don't know how you fit your head into that into that suit. And I was like, this is just a great like quippy back yeah. and forth thing because it's true to both of their characters. Well, yeah, it's great because you know on the outside, Doctor Strange is just kind of like this stern rock person who's really responsible. He has a lot of you know things he needs to take care of, but you know he calls Tony Stark a douchebag and yeah. like you know. He, it kind of reminds you that he's like human too mm. um which i think is great and who better than tony stark to have like back and forths with yeah i mean they're both i mean again uh if you don't know before dr strange became dr strange, he's an actual doctor he's a surgeon mm. so and he was one of the best so again having some sort of intellectual equal with with tony stark mm. if i can quote thanos he's he's not the only one burdened with the uh knowledge um, that was a good line. Yeah, I like that too. Um, so we, we're here, they have this thing, and Tony goes, kid, you're an Avenger now. Um, and that itself was funny. But then the look on on uh, Peter Parker's face, Tom Holland's face, like he, he acted that scene so beautifully when he was like, he's just like, geez, it, it, it's like, I'm yeah. so happy, but Jesus Christ, oh my God. Oh my God! Like it was just so many. He just really played it really well, yeah. and I was like, "This is this is so great." Um, then we don't see them for a while. Hmm. Thor meets up with the Guardians. Now you have feelings about the Guardians. How did you like the the interaction between so, them? So let me be honest. I liked Drax in this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't like the Guardians of the Galaxy. I I don't like them i i feel like their humor is too i mean i haven't seen the movie in forever but it just it didn't get me you know um space pirates what isn't guardians like space pirates that makes me that makes me think of drax's line it's like a pirate had a baby with an angel (laughs) (laughs) well yeah see like that's great like he's just like this this guy who's just like the most obvious person in the world Mm -hmm. um but yeah, like he's great, but like everything else, you know. Um, Chris Pratt was kind of throwaway for me in this movie, even though obviously he's very integral in everything and, and screws up everything at the end. But he was kind of the throwaway for me. Everyone else, I, I liked Gamora's storyline with Thanos is absolutely necessary and great. Oh yeah, and, and that's one of the reasons why I, I enjoyed Thanos's character so much is because we found out that he really does have feelings. But he really does also believe in this this destiny that he thinks he has, and and he's kind of had to, in his head, weigh these two very massive things that he's appreciated, or not appreciated, that he's kind of held his ideals. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, characters, for the two uh, nerds in here, how'd you feel about Red Skull? That was so ra- so. Hmm. If you read about Thanos, he 
is basically in love with death, like Mistress Death. Like the personification of death. Death. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was going to be death. But then he comes closer, and it's Red Skull from literally the first Captain America movie. I'm like, what? <laughs> How did this happen? I don't remember what happened to you, but why is this, like, guy here? Why is he here right now? Yeah. Um, it, I, knew, it, I knew I knew that character. He was, yeah. the, he was from the first, the first Avenger. The, the first Captain America movie, he was the one, he was like the Nazi leader. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Hydra. he looked normal for most of the movie, and then he ripped his face off and he was Red Skull. Um, I liked it. I thought it was a cute little, like, hey, didn't think we'd do <laughs> Where this. Where you been, buddy? You know, didn't <laughs> think we'd do this. And, and I enjoyed it. Um, one of the biggest things is, so, I do, but I don't care about continuity. If something's bad, change it. I don't care, like, a lot of people had thoughts on, okay, Scarlet Witch's Russian accent sucks, and we hate it. So guess what? She friggin' dropped it. And she was like, I won't do it. And guess what? This is her best performance. This yeah. is the best Scarlet Witch performance that we've seen out of all three movies that she's been in. This is her best performance. Mm -hmm. And they did the same exact thing with um, Hulk. Hulk looks drastically different than he did in his movie. So different. Mm. No one's going, but wait a minute, but he looked so different. It's just like, yeah. you're not complaining because it's good now. You're not mm. complaining because it's good. And then, what are we even talking about right now? What what changed? Um. <laughs> oh my we, we god. It. No, okay, Red Skull. <laughs> they did the oh, yeah, same yeah. exact thing with Red Skull now. Oh yeah. Where Red Skull, I thought, I it really brought me out of the movie during First Avenger when he tore his face off, and I was like, "You look so stupid! Like yeah. you're just this bright <laughs> red, like dragon nose. Like you're so stupid looking." Yep. In this movie, he looks badass, mm -hmm. and I appreciated that that they were just like, "No, we're gonna change up his design so he doesn't look really, really stupid." Um, and I thought it made sense as to why I was there when he explained, like, "I tried to do this, and now I'm burdened to." Um, I couldn't do what I needed to do in order to get the soul stone for myself. So now I'm the one cursed with the burden of leading others to it, um, which I thought was fun. And it wasn't like all of a sudden out of nowhere, this person is just like a pivotal character and means so much to the movie. Like, okay, where have you been this entire time? Yeah, he, he was just kind of like a cute little, like... He literally cool. becomes like Jacob Marley kind of like this Jacob Marley character where he's just like this phantom who's just like yeah. oh so you should go do this all right see ya I, <laughs> I, like I was the I bad guy so, in Captain yeah. America I, 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 I didn't mind I liked it so like true question then if if he was burdened to guard the stone yeah and then Thanos gets the stone is his curse lifted I'm not sure maybe uh, I don't know I don't know what happens to him after that it kind of like truly opens up to what he could do in the second part of this movie Maybe he's, maybe he's like, not a part of it at all because like maybe he doesn't truly play a role, but maybe he does. Yeah, I always well that whole sequence when he actually got the Infinity Stone, uh, it seems like he passed out. He wakes up in kind of like this water yeah. puddle, and he has the stone, and so it, it kind of leads me to believe that like a lot of. He's in the middle of nowhere. Like, did he transport somewhere? Where is at the is bottom this, of the mountain? Is, is that the bottom of the mountain? It's, it almost yeah, like he it was, went through, like, a rebirth. 
Yeah, like, I he, agree oh, okay. with you. He had like a tra- like a pivotal moment where it's almost like a baptism. Yeah, yeah, where he transitioned to he, he let his his love go and he he's focused now on his destiny completely. And you know what's really interesting about that scene is that was the power of the universe there. Mm-hmm. We can a lot of us will probably say that what he did sacrificing his daughter, which he truly cared for, which is what you brought up, that's one of my most favorite parts of this entire movie Mm -hmm. is that he turned around with tears in his eyes and he was genuinely disappointed. Mantis even read his mind and said, this dude is grieving, like he is in severe pain right now. And I loved that. And a lot of us would say that what he did was wrong, but the universe gave him the stone. So the universe thought what he did was the right thing to do. And he did the one thing that everybody else in the movie said that they weren't gonna do. We don't trade a life for a life. And this whole thing is, okay, you're gonna get a soul for a soul. He's the only one who was willing to do it out of the entire 76 characters in this movie. And he's the only one who got what he wanted. And this movie has a big, big theme of sacrifice. He's the only one who willingly sacrificed and it ended up going in his favor. When, I want to say in cinematic history, that never turns out well for people. It turns out to be the wrong thing to do. Um, So I liked that it was just like, I guess Thanos is doing something right because they're deeming him worthy of wielding the stone. Um, which was, I think, super interesting. Deeming him worthy, but the the task is just like sacrifice something you love. It's not really. It's just, it, yeah, I see your point. It is worthy, that. but it's. He wouldn't have got the stone if, you know, whatever grand like, godlike thing is guarding the stone—magic, curses, phantoms, whatever it is—if what he did was truly evil, I don't think the universe would deem you worthy if you did something truly evil in order to get one of the most powerful things in the universe. That's, all I'm saying is, it's yeah, just yeah. like it's just interesting that it was a force greater than him. He murdered his daughter, and they were like, "Good, good." Yeah. You know what I mean? Good, nice. good job. They were actually Reminded just really Stannis. happy that Gamora was dead. They, the universe didn't like her character. So I was loved like, Gamora. <laughs> so yeah, I'll say, I'll say, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I love Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, the movie, I thought it was great. I thought it was refreshing. I thought it did something different. That goddamn soundtrack was the greatest. Um, mm, yeah, I liked the, um, I liked the humor. Uh, Guardians two. I was not a huge fan of. I still thought it was good, but I thought the first one was a very funny action movie, and the second one was an action-packed comedy, and I didn't like the flip. I was thinking about this actually. I was wondering, actually, after the fact, now that because I've the one some of the Marvel movies I have seen are the Guardians movies now finally, um, and the second movie felt like we never really got to the main villain. And I know the main villain you know. is, was no, it's Thanos. Oh, the second Guardians movie. Yeah, we no, we we got through Ego, but Thanos was always looming in the background as like. Oh yeah. So part of me thinks that somehow they wanted to include Thanos in Guardians two, and they were like, no, we're not doing that. We're gonna do that in Infinity War. We're gonna make this all about Ego. And we're gonna pace it out so it's it's still a, a, a movie that will get us to the next piece that we're putting into this puzzle. Yeah, honestly, you could completely skip volume two hmm. and not miss anything in this movie. The yep. only reference was when Peter Quill said, 
yeah, my father killed my mother, then I had to kill my father. That's yep. the only thing, that's the only nod to this movie. Um, one of my biggest things is, like, yes, Drax is really funny, and I think Batista does an amazing job with his character, and his delivery is really funny. Um, but there was a reason he was funny in the first Guardians movie, and mm. the reason was he came from a species that was completely literal that didn't understand metaphoric yeah. language. Mm. So when he did this thing where it was just like, anything goes over his head, and he goes, nothing goes over my head. My yeah. reflexes are too fast, <laughs> and I will catch it. And he goes, oh, and that's when you do this. He goes, why would I put my finger across my throat? And I'm just like, you're so funny for a reason. You don't understand metaphoric language. Yeah. Now, that is completely forgotten. It's out the window. And he used to be Drax the, the Destroyer. That was funny because he didn't understand metaphoric language. Now he does no fighting. He's no longer a des destroyer of anything. And he's in there just giving quippy dialogue. Again, I think it's funny. I was hilariously laughing when he was like, but my movement is so incredibly still. <laughs> like, I love that part. But you're being funny for the sake of being funny. Right. You weren't yeah. a funny character. That you went on a for a little character. too, like a second too long. I oh, man, cried like, during that scene. It was really I funny. Really it was, it was really funny. <laughs> but um, Thor hits the glass. Of Thor hits glass a lot in the MCU. I don't know if anyone's picked up on that. Yeah. Every movie, there's always a part where Thor is hitting glass huh? and his face is sliding on something. Oh. Um we should yeah. cut it, cut it. In post, cut all the scenes of Thor hitting glass and put it over me talking right now. Everything. It's still going, I swear it's still going. <laughs> okay, so there's a lot of them. So, um, he hits the glass, they get the distress signal, and they see this death everywhere. They get on and that's when things start getting really funny and, and you know, they deliver. One of my favorite lines is, uh, you know, it's like a pirate had a, a baby with an angel. Um, and it's so good. And they're like, his muscles are like steel. And he's like, okay, all right. And he's just jealous because Thor is just this, you know, beautiful specimen. Yep. And, he, and he gets up, uh, you know, Mantis wakes him up. And they have this great dialogue back and forth. Um, and it's basically just funny, 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 funny. Uh, and they end up a great little trio. Um, Thor, accompanied by Sweet Rabbit and yeah. Tree, and Tree um, which is so, so great, good. and they end up going to what, for me, felt like the low point in the movie, the dwarf planet. Hmm. I, true, I didn't dislike it. Irony. I didn't hate it. I, so, I didn't... having uh, Tyrion, well, what's his, what's his name again? Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Thank you. I am so sorry, Peter. Giant Peter Dinklage. I love you. Um, <laughs> giant Peter Dinklage. That was so off-putting because if you've seen, like, Thanos' actual son, I thought that was going to be him. Mm. And it turns out it was, like, just this dwarf guy, like, oh, I'll make you a new hammer. Um, so I thought they were going to introduce this whole new character, but it, it just threw me off that much more. Like, it did seem a little forced. It seemed a little bit, uh, yeah, it seemed a little forced. It like seemed contrived. Like, yeah, it seemed like, all right, Thor's got to get his hammer, so we're going to go to the dwarf planet, and we're going to outline all of this dialogue from Peter Dinklage, who's going to tell us exactly what happened, and exactly what we need to do, and then they do it. I thought it might have moved a little bit slower. Uh, one, it was, I know they were trying to make it be like, oh, this is destroyed and blah, blah, blah. It was a very bleak planet. It was dark. Everything was just black. I thought visually it was very boring. Mm -hmm. uh, and it almost seemed it's just like, 
hey, we casted Peter Dinklage. What can he do? You know what I mean? <laughs> what can he be? Let's make him a giant dwarf. Ironically. And, and it's not... It is <laughs> ironic, but the, the giant dwarfs aren't... They're from the comic books. Like, they are actually canon within the comic books. They make the weapons. They didn't just pull that out of their ass. They exist. Yeah. Um, so it was a nod to the comics, and that very dwarf exists in, you know, the original Infinity comic as well. Um, actually, I don't know if the Infinity comic, but they exist. Um, I feel like Thor could have just been like, I know how they make it. Everyone's gone, but I know how they make it. Help me, Sweet Rabbit. Help me. You know what I mean? I, I feel yeah. like they could have they could have forsaken <laughs> Peter Dinklage's character. But if Peter Dinklage is, wants to be in the Marvel Universe, you got to find a way to get him in yeah. there. You know what I mean? You have to. And, and that was it. So, again, I thought it was maybe the low point of the movie, but it was still good. It was still interesting and compelling. They made an axe. I dare DC to make that interesting. You know what I mean? Like, they can't make world-ending things interesting. Like, the fact that Marvel made making an axe fun to watch, they're taking, he's swinging the pot around in order to do it. He's, 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 solar energy is like going through his body in order to make this thing. What a way to make an axe. I know. (laughs) And then again, again with the sacrifice um, theme, Groot doing something useful for two movies now. Uh, for the first time in two movies, <laughs> picks um, cuts picks his up, arm off. Yeah, actually takes uh, his eyes off of his video game, looks and sees that Thor is dying, and it's like, oh, he needs the axe, you know, it'll give him his power back. And you can see the look on his face, and he's like, oh, like I need to actually be a hero right now. I'm, I'm done being a, a teenager. And he goes back and he wraps his arm around it and he goes, yeah, and then just chops his arm right off. And I was like, yes, like. You have a magical, you have a magical weapon with the handle of a and sentient tree. Yeah. Like you have a <laughs> badass weapon right now. Like this is yeah. really cool. And I mean, Groot can grow his arm back. It's fine. Yeah. But he does this for Thor in this moment, and that was the turning point for Groot. And he's actually useful. And then that kind of ends. Um, woo. <laughs> And then we go to, um, this actually isn't, but uh, Bruce, Cap, Falcon, they all end up reuniting with Rhodey, um, and that's when they decide they need to go to Wakanda. Again, that reuniting with uh, Nat and Bruce, you didn't see Age of Ultron, they have a romance, and then that's when he sent himself into space, kind of didn't even say goodbye. So their reuniting after like three years was a big emotional moment, and you could see and then you have uh, Falcon going, oh, this is awkward. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, you didn't need that. Let it be emotionally heavy. That's just what I thought. For me personally, that was kind of like the lower point in the movie because like all of the lower tier characters, I, do, I just, like I don't care about S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't mm. care about, you know, Black Widow, Hawkeye. I, I, I mean, they're just, they're like secondary to me. Um, yeah, they're B team. Yeah, they're B team, but like, I love Captain America. Like, even Captain America though, he's he's kind of like the guy you need to pick up when everyone else is, you know, flying on their own or like web swinging. Um, but like, I I don't know. I, I I feel like it's much more drawn back when it's like their time to be in the movie. Um, yeah, that was the weak point for me. Was was that that. Captain America, War Machine, that whole group was was kind of the weak point for me. 
of the movie mm-hmm. in general, but I understand that they kind of ha- I mean, they, they didn't have to be there, but they kind of have to be there. Well, it's it's less like superpowers and more like military. We have missiles and we're going to yeah, shoot you. Right, right. Um, Speaking of Cap, we didn't actually talk about it. Cap's entrance. We didn't talk about Cap's entrance. Um, yeah. Was there an applause break when you guys saw that? Yes, there was. I saw the movie nah. twice. Once on opening night and once the day, so I saw it Thursday, like pre-opening night, and then I saw it, uh, not Friday, but Saturday, so two days had passed, and it was a morning movie. It was still a packed theater, it was still an applause break at Captain Okay, Captain I was going to say, if there was no applause, that would be super awkward, because like, he came out of like the black backdrop, just yeah. like, I'm here, so like, yeah. if nobody did anything, that would have been really weird. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh hey. Anything, right? You guys didn't have like a super interactive crowd, huh? I no, so. I, don't, oh, I had a few really? people napping immediately next to me. That's so oh, yeah. sad. That is sad. But That's so I had, so my first my first screening was it was IMAX. It was 3D. It was the big the big oh, uh, the big spectacle. Awesome. Um, I'm definitely gonna see it. That's why they time. cheered. And <laughs> the first one is they cheered, but they also like laughed at everything. And they were I could tell they were all really nerdy bunch. Any nod to the comic books, people were like. Oh, Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I could hear the oohs and ahs and the murmurs. And, yeah. and um, but this, my second screening, still a packed theater. Um, applause breaks. No one knew the Captain Marvel reveal at the end. They didn't know what the logo was. You know, no one knew what Stormbreaker was. No one knew um, any of these cute little nods to the comic books. They they didn't know. No no one made any noise when Red Skull made an appearance. They, they, they just didn't. Fast forwarding, um, do we yeah. know what Captain Marvel's powers are? In the MCU, no. Yeah. Because my understanding, (laughs) my, my, my kind of like gathering of her is that she's basically like Superman kind of, or super, super girl. She's, well, originally it's a, it's a dude. Um, obviously they made her a girl to, to be kind of like, you know. Is it? Yeah. Captain Captain Marvel is originally a, a dude. It is. Yeah. I'm, no, I. Can you fact check? Well, yeah, because there's. Fact check this shit. Because there's yeah, Captain Carol Marvel in DC. Who am I thinking of then? You're you're thinking of you're thinking of uh, the DC. No, 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 no. I'm not thinking of DC. There's there's another. How do we look this up? <laughs> no, Captain right Marvel Captain was. Marvel a woman. Well, is Carol Danvers? It's always been a woman. There's another one that I'm thinking of, Mr. something? Mr. Marvel. Mr. Marvel. (laughs) No, no, no. There's... Wow. Ah, man. Yeah, 1968, it's always been a woman. There's, yeah, no, there's a different one. I I don't, I don't, I don't know what their name, I forget the name. But, like, it's, it's cool that they're trying to bring her in. (laughs) I just don't know what the hell she's gonna do, like... And where she's been. Yeah, where have you been? Yeah, when, what when are you Loki invaded to... New York, that wasn't enough. When Ultron yeah. was taking over the world, it wasn't enough. That's a good point. But, yeah. Um, I mean, at the end, here's what we do know: that her movie is going to be coming out pretty close to when to next year, to when uh, part two of this comes out, and it's going to be set in the '90s with her and Nick, mm-hmm. uh, Nick Fury. So no. they are going to be establishing her. She has been in hiding somewhere. You know what I mean? Probably yeah. with Hawkeye and Ant-Man hanging out. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so she's going to come in and kind of be the savior of this whole thing. Mm. Um, but, yeah, there's been no, in the MCU, there's been no kind of nod to her before this moment. But it is mm. very exciting because 
this is actually going to be the first female lead who mm, has her own yeah. solo movie in Marvel history. I mean, we have mm. Nebula and Gamora, but they're secondary characters to yeah. Star-Lord. Um, you have, you know, Maria Hill, but she's, you know, she's separate, uh, mm. a secondary character. You have Black Widow, never had, never has had her own uh, independent movie. Mm. Um, you know, Valkyrie, she's thrown to the side. Literally yeah. all the female characters inside of, you know, they're, they're all B characters. Yeah. So this is going to be our first... I mean, this is Wonder Woman for, for the Marvel Universe, which is going to be... I mean, I imagine that it's going to have a very, uh, a very similar effect that Black Panther did for, like, the black community. Um, and this is, you know, it's a great representation of being like, hey, a girl's going to come in here and kick ass and save the day, which it, I think is cool. It's, it's way better than, um, you know, introducing characters like, you know, when Jane Foster becomes Thor and, you know, um, I forget her name, but, you know... Iron Man becomes a woman. Yeah, Spider-Gwen. Um, yeah, Spider-Gwen. Yeah. Like, it's better to, like, have an original character who's, like... Oh, this is, like, a whole separate topic. Yeah, but an original female lead who's her own character and, you know, kicks ass. Yeah, I so. agree. I don't like it because when you... When you... When you take... Same exact thing from a, a black character. When you take someone who's originally white and make them black, it's pandering. And when you take someone who's a man and make them a woman, it's pandering. You need someone who's been a woman, has always been a woman, will continue to be a woman no matter what. If you really want her, like you're not gonna take it Superman and just be like, oh wait, girls are upset? Fuck, fuck, what are girls like? Let's make it Supergirl! And it's just like, didn't yeah. they kind of, they low-key did that though. Thanks, CW. Yeah. With who, with what? No, I'm saying, yeah, I know they did, oh, yeah, but yeah. it was lame. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where the hell are we? Um, We're going to Wakanda. Okay. Are we? Probably yeah. not. We should probably just get to Wakanda. It's, it's, there's it's a lot. Been... <laughs> yeah. We're there's going so a three-hour movie of just yeah. total exposition just over and over we're, and over and over again. So we're, going, just... we're going to Wakanda. Yes. And um, Sherry, who is a super genius, T'Challa's sister, is just like, why didn't you just do this? Dummy, and she's like, and they're like, uh, oh, and Ruffalo's just like, we didn't think of that. Um, so they're trying to do that thing. They're, they're trying to do their thing, and uh, that's when Thor is making his hammer, and they end up getting invaded. And then pre all of that, we get a lot of Thanos stuff, and uh, they rocket in Thor and Groot all separate from the rest and they go to the collector who has the who's made who's been in like maybe two or three other movies at this point mm -hmm. um they go there to get the uh stone everything that they experience is a ruse yep he tries to murder and i was just like oh my god he actually killed him and then uh it's all got the reality stone he had it the entire time and uh one of my favorite moments in the movie is again sacrifice Thanos gets me, you need to kill me. No. If Thanos gets me, you need to kill me. And he does, but doesn't. Like, yeah. he pulls the trigger. He he does it. And that's when Thanos goes, I like you. Because he was willing to do it, just like Thanos is. That, that was, like, that was such a, like, deep moment for Marvel. Because, one, that neck stab was, like, a neck stab mm. that I was not ready for in mm. a Marvel movie. Um, yeah, and then it was gruesome. Yeah, it, it was like you could hear like the gurgling, and you know, oh shit, uh, Thanos is dead. Um, but 
like it, it, it goes then to Star Lord, who's like, it's Chris Pratt, like, shooting a girl in a face. Yeah. Um, in her face. Sorry, haven't finished my coffee. Yet. In a so, face. In any. Face. In, in a face. Yeah. Um, in a so face. It was. It was just really. It was really dark, and it like, it shows the characters doing things that they wouldn't normally do i guess yeah because of the stakes yeah like they're stakes that's why this movie's so fantastic you never again with thanos he's such a great villain because you get examples of how he's so powerful and how powerful he actually is um but he's fightable he's not boring to watch because he's not just like scarlet witch that just yeah, it's like Mind you're so powers. power. You're so powerful that I can yeah. hardly. I I hardly. I'm like, there's no stakes here. You're so powerful, mm -hmm. and then you get the opposite effect where you see Ultron, who stands no chance against the Avengers. Hulk just goes boom, and he goes flying, and I'm just like, the Avengers are never really in any danger. Yeah, and this, you felt like there was danger. You felt like there were stakes. That's why he pulls the trigger and says, "Hey, you promised," and Thanos even has her and pushes her into the gun. And I was like, oh my God, this is getting so real right now. Yeah. He shoots and bubbles come out. And uh, again, I just, I love that line. <laughs> why bubble? Why did Thanos choose bubbles? That's... There was a lot of really funny, like whimsical stuff where uh, Mantis turns into spaghetti and oh, then yeah. Drax turns into just like these blocks. Oh, I thought that was sick. I, I liked that it. That actually happens in the comics. Yeah. He turns Mantis into like this pile of spaghetti. And <laughs> I thought it was cool. I thought they were gone. Yeah. I thought they were straight up gone. Yeah. And then they turned back to normal when he left. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I guess, sure, you T know. Temporary spaghetti. Yeah, temporary. Tempetti. I don't know. Um, Tempetti. Um, so that happened. And again, I love the line, I like you. And I think that's why he yeah. spared him. Yeah. Because he's like, you got what it takes. Yeah. It, in, in a way, it was Gamora's father approving of her boyfriend. Yeah, honestly, If you want to yeah. look at that in that way, be like, I like you. You know what I mean? Just like this little cute little. I don't I'm, know, I'm gonna kill you now. I'm gonna sacrifice. Yeah, him. yeah. I'm just gonna leave you. <laughs> Good job um, finding him though. But then, and before all of that's again with the, the undercutting of the jokes. Before we get to the part where he makes the uh, axe and everything, yeah. And um, Chris Hemsworth has this great moment when he's talking to Rocket on the ship, and he's he he says, "I'm 1,500 years old. I've killed twice as many enemies as that." And every single enemy would have rather killed me, but they didn't. And he goes, you know, what about this? He goes, my, my dad's dead. He goes, oh, what about your, your brother? Uh, my brother died, but it's for real this time. Uh, what about your mom? Yeah, he, she was murdered by a dark elf. And he goes, geez. And he goes, well, I have nothing else to lose. Like, I need to fight. And if I die, I die. But I have nothing else to lose. And then he walks away, and I was like, geez. And he sheds a tear. Thor mm -hmm. has never cried in the, in the MCU. This is the first time Thor cried. And he walked away, and I was like, Jesus Christ. And then Rocket just goes, I mean, I could lose one. Personally, I could lose one. Could lose one. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. It was funny. That's why you can't be too mad at it, because it's it's not like they're undercutting it with a bad joke. Mm -hmm. It was yeah. funny. I, I just laughed at that part. I was like, eh, that's kind of funny. But I really wish they left it. I really wish they yeah. left it alone and let that emotion so we could just be like, Jesus, this is this is real. This is this is a real movie. Th Thor's crying right now. You know? Mm. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's a big deal. And then we get to uh, my personal favorite sequence. The um, 
Oh no, we gotta talk about flashback with Gamora. Oh right, yep. Yep. Aww. Yeah. That was pretty uh pretty dark. Yeah, pretty dark. just murdering everyone right in front. Yep. With the knife, you later see that she has the same knife. The and hand blocking mm-hmm. the side the side yeah. She she the knows she low key knows what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, even as a little girl, she low key knows what's going on. It was mm-hmm. it was great. Just to see him kneel down and be like, You're a strong little one, aren't you? Oh, come with me. Yeah. And I'm like, you're, you know, you're not... I kind of thought I was going to kill her. Did you? It gave me no disillusion that he would have killed her, given the chance. I totally thought he... that he was like, smart and calculated and not, not, not necessarily... Like, he had motive. He had, like, more depth to him than just kill, 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 kill. Yeah. I didn't feel that at that point, though. That was the thing. Like, I I didn't know what he was... I didn't know where he would draw his own lines in the sand. Because it it just felt like he was, like, kneeling down to be like... Yeah. (laughs) And murdering a small child. He was, like, unapologetically murderous. Yeah, like... So a kid... Yeah, I don't know. I didn't get that from... I think that's a completely unfounded criticism. He continuously spares lives. He's doing this for humanity. He actually believes he's doing this, and, you know, he's talking to Gamora, he's like, this is finite. That is finite. Like, do you know what your home world is like now? It's a paradise. Children know nothing but beautiful skies and full bellies their entire life. And when I met it, it was nothing but extinction. Uh, it was on the brink of extinction, and I'm the one who solved it. And that's when she's like, you know, you you uh, you know you you murder and you, you call it mercy. Did you watch Death Note? No. It reminds anyone who watched <laughs> Death Note. It reminds me of this, this morally gray being. So essentially, it's this guy who has the power to kill anyone he wants by writing their name in a book. And um, oh yeah, and. He's just going to kill all the criminals that are documented in the world. Starts killing them off one by one, and the world ends up becoming a better place because of it. But then there's another team of people that's just like, you're not a good person. You're actually just the, you're actually just the biggest mass murderer in history, yeah. and you need to be stopped. Even though what he was doing actually had a positive influence. Okay, yeah. I'll take it this way. Does anyone here watch Rick and Morty? Yes. Okay, Rick and Morty, you remember the Unity episode? Yeah. Yes. The Unity episode, I felt a lot of uh, parallels to that as well, where it was just like, Unity is possessing all of these people, and then you actually see what it's like without her, and is what she doing right? Maybe not, but then you see it's just like, oh, this person was a pedophile, this person was an alcoholic, this person was this. Now it's an absolute paradise where everyone gets along. You see she loses control, and it ends up being like, triangle nipple people versus the other nipple people but yeah. you end up seeing it's just like oh this was actually a horrible horrible place before and whether she's doing what she's doing here might not be inherently right but it has a positive change and and i really think that everyone's just like he's clearly like you said uh, like space hitler i actually like in in death note i'm team kira you know what i mean like i'm team uh, like I get what he's doing for the greater good, and that's what I think makes him such a fantastic villain. I'm more see like I see like a like a Charles Manson in it in, in him. Like he he's, he thinks Charles he, Manson wanted to murder because he loved murdering people. No, or no, do no, I but, not but know he thinks he, he, it's just the whole concept of the thinking that you're doing the right thing because mm-hmm. that's what you know and that's what you've been shown and what's been proven to you. But it's not the right thing, obviously. And he has a posse to do his dirty work. Right, right. He has this, this the followers. The, but the, Charles Manson never had anything positive happen because he murdered people. No, but the but whole Thanos does. The whole thing is mm-hmm. that is that Charles Manson was continually told and reassured by his supporters the whole time that what he was that doing he was, was right. right. He's 
he was taught by by the same type of like catastrophic events that what he was doing was the right thing yeah. and that's how he he basically thought that his destiny was to kill all these people even though he never killed anybody he was the one leading these people to death mm. and the same thing that thanos was, was kind of leading people to death in that way yeah we already talked about the soul stone a little bit but we didn't talk about what led him there which was torturing nebula which we haven't seen since volume two and again the sacrificing and the trading of lives she wasn't willing to trade nebula's life for this information that she had um and that's what led them there in the first place um so that's all the thanos stuff and i love that most of the time so i think that this was um thanos was the main character yeah. Thanos. this was why oh, he was like... so great was not only was he the main character but he got Fights a small fight scene at the beginning, a big fight scene at the end, and everything else was dialogue. Yep. And it was good. Yep. Good dialogue. And he, they picked the right person for that role. Oh my Josh god, Bowen he was did so a good. Great job. And you know, I just gotta I know we touched on it before. Gotta give it up to the, that motion capture. That it looked so great. Thanos looked yep. amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thanos was so cool at no point in the entire movie did uh, I think I was watching a special effect. Mm. I knew the in, I, the entire time I was just like, oh, that's Thanos. I, I wasn't just yep. like, oh, CGI. Like I am with Iron Man's suit or Spider-Man's suit, you know? Oop. Another gripe. Another gripe. Thanos didn't smile as much as I wanted him to. Like, you know, like in the comics when he smiles and it's like insane and, you know, he's... Jokerish. Yeah, very like Jokerish smile. But that would take away from the humanity, not the humanity, but that would take away from the... Like that would make him into every other villain. You know what I mean? I feel I feel like the the insane smile would make him non like it, it would make him less complex. Yeah, it I, was he had his smile at the end. At the end, it, it it focused in on his face, and he was the end. And it even had Thanos will return, just like it did for all of the heroes, which I think is so so cool. Um, you alright, Ollie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, truthfully, can't feel um, my feet no more. Nice. Um, but yeah, but he had a genuine <laughs> smile. He wasn't like a, <laughs> the universe is mine now. Uh, yeah, it wasn't a Joker smile. It was a, ah, like he said that when Doctor Strange met him on, um, I forget what planet it was. It was Titan, actually. They were on Titan because he was talking about, this used to be my world and it was a paradise and now this happened. And that what is what motivated him to be like, hey, I, I need to do this for the rest of the universe. Um, he even said in that moment, he goes, I do this. And then Doctor Strange goes, then what? He goes, and then I rest and watch the sun rise on a beautiful day. Well-balanced thing. And that's exactly what he did. Like, that's exactly what he did. And Have I, a well-balanced breakfast. Yeah. yeah <laughs> just some Cheerios and an yeah. orange with a glass of milk. Um, but, yeah. And, and that was that. Led them to the Soul Stone. And that brings them to, uh, oh, the Guardians meet up. The Guardians uh, meet up with... Captain, no, uh, Iron Man, Doctor Strange, and Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. And they have this really fun fighting sequence. Yep. Yeah. And, um, and and they're like, who are you? Wait, who are you? And then they have this like confusing, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fun yeah. thing. And it was really fun to see that um, Star-Lord, who seems to pale in comparison to Iron Man, was actually able to kind of just like be somewhat of a match for him. I, I think it was more like the shock factor that, you know, like, he, he didn't really, like, know what he was getting into. He just kind of, like, blindly rushed into 
Iron Man, I guess. But, yeah. Um, I liked it. I liked the whole yeah, sequence. I thought yeah. it was a lot of fun. Well, you could tell he's, like, angry because he doesn't know what's happened to Gamora. And, yeah. you know, he's kind of in overdrive Chris Pratt mode. Yeah. So. That's when your favorite line came in. Please don't lay your eggs in me. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and that's the whole thing. Then they end up working together. They get together on Titan. Yeah. Um, and once they're on Titan, that's when... They're like, okay, we need a plan. And Doctor Strange is going crazy in the corner. And he ends up seeing, if I can remember it, 14,605,000 versions of uh, potential yep. futures. I only one where they hated that. Why? Why? I think he should have set a more realistic number, like 26. That is a realistic number. Like, think like, of how many superheroes are in this movie. But like, yeah, like 14 whatever <laughs> okay, million. Logic. And then he's like, which one do we win? Only one. Like, oh, come on. You, like, right, you, right. you want it to be like, we went in 12. Yeah, you know like I mean? 12 or something. Sure, like, I get that. Even that's kind of a stretch. Yeah, but cool, like, 1 million and 35. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? No, I think that really like drives on the point of the seriousness of this. Yeah, like, but, yes, like, I see your point like from a comedic point of view. Like, that's just really outlandish. Like, mm-hmm. 1 to 14 million? Really? Yeah. But, but truly... 14 million, 605. Okay, calm down, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even want to fact check your correctness <laughs> on this. I saw it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Damn. No, but I, I actually made a point. I was like, I want to remember this so I can bring it on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I kind of. I, I think when I heard that number, I was like, Bobby's probably gonna remember it. And <laughs> and here we are. And remembering I'm things, losing my no, points. If you, if you throw out like a random ass number for like the 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 number of ones they win, like it's it's just it doesn't it won't play well. Okay, so whatever. You have to have not, the truly not this. Where we are now in this point was my favorite action scene of the whole movie, which was just like uh, Doctor Strange throwing portals and Spider-Man just being the childish little dipshit oh, he is. Yeah. It's going like, catch me now, see me here. Mew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love he was like, magic kick, boom. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was just so, it was yeah. the perfect blend of like comedy meets what I would have loved to see in this movie the whole time. Yeah. That was the most comic bookish yeah. fun. Yep. And, and they have this, so... Uh, Going back and forth, they have this great, like, teamwork sequence where you get, um, you know, Drax comes out, takes out his knee, you know, um, Iron Man's on one side, Spider-Man's pulling on the other side, uh, Doctor Strange makes a portal so uh, Mantis sits down on his head and, and, uh, and subdues him. I hate Chris Pratt a little bit um, <laughs> for ruining everything because they oh, were yeah. so close! 